Hi there, and welcome to our podcast, That's a Terrible Idea, When Do We Start? I'm Jen Panatoni, and I'll be joined by Tanya Weaver, Executive Director of the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. On this podcast, we're going to talk about how taking risks can lead to amazing growth for ourselves and others. We'll be telling lots of stories about the experiences that have led to the building of this charity and the work that's being done all because of the audacity of those that have put what they know aside in order to step into the unknown and realize their potential to create change in the world. Right off the bat, we're starting with another potentially terrible idea, this podcast. We have no idea what we're doing, and so we hope that you'll join us on this learning journey. Grab a cup of tea or whatever you like to drink, sit back and listen to Tanya and I figure out what the heck we're doing, and hopefully leave here having a couple of laughs and maybe a bit of inspiration to make some changes in the world on your own. Thanks for joining us. Hey, girl. Good. I am so glad to hear how much more alive you are today. Me too. I am. I was not feeling well and I had a rough week at the house with the children just full time on puke patrol. Um. And so Easter was kind of a, a downer. It started off good. I had my family over and I invited them all with the, you know, with the uh, claws that they were coming at their own risk uh, because, Theo, <laughs> because Theodore had been sick two nights before. So I was like, nobody else was sick. And my mom, and we'll get into her a little bit more later on, she... The worst thing you could possibly do is keep her away from her children. Oh, I <laughs> so love that. She will risk life and limb. She doesn't care, you know, during the pandemic, after we kept our distance for a little while, she deemed herself, you know, a, um, you know, a necessary employee or worker. <laughs> You know, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, this is not working for me. <laughs> We're not staying this far apart. I need to see you. I need to see my grandbabies. Um, and that Mother's Day that one year that I finally was like, all right, all right. Mom wore us down. We're going over to see her, you know? So I love a, that. I love it. A worker. <laughs> that's, that's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, so I <clears throat> I love Mother's Day. As you know, Mother's Day is coming up. And to me, it really signifies the start of spring. Easter is always a little bit more chilly around here. But, you know, Mother's Day is our last day of frost. It's usually our frost date. And so everybody is thinking about growth and planting, and that just makes me so incredibly happy um, after these long winter months. No kidding. So I didn't realize that Chicago had the same planting season as we do, because it's the same here. Last day of frost is Mother's Day. And then they say after that, you can put things in the ground. Yeah, I wonder if things have shifted over the years, um, but that's what we've always gone by yeah. as that being the last frost date. So um, we're getting ready to start, you know, planting and I like to get my hands in the dirt like 
around Mother's Day. What are some of your traditions in your home? What do you typically do for Mother's Day? Uh, we don't have a lot of tradition for Mother's Day here. Like we, we plant a garden always um, and we go by that date as our planting. But really for Mother's Day, um, when my mom was alive, we would go and visit her and have lunch together or bring her here. We would make sure she didn't do anything. Um, now I tell the kids that basically I just need to be waited on. So, um, how about you make me some breakfast and your dad is not, I'm not your dad's mom. Therefore it's not on him. It's on you guys. So they're cute. They'll, um, make breakfast or lunch and we hang out, but we don't really, we don't go crazy with it. I just like to spend time with them, with the little people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I go out to a big brunch with some of my local ladies that I hang with that I met in a running club. And so we go to an all you can eat brunch um, in town with, with the kids. And then usually at some point the dads grab the kids and take them to the park across the street so we can finish our mimosas in peace. Um, Fun. How long has that been going on? Oh, last couple of years. So we do that on mother's day. And then, um, Sometimes Dan goes and visits his mom later on that day. And I usually make a plan with my sisters and my mom for another day of lunch with them alone without the kids. So we do it up and it's usually centered around food. (laughs) Yeah. With, with my mom, we did more, I think, because obviously my sister and I were older. So when we were all living in the same area, we'd go out and do things together. But yeah, my kids are so small, they don't even drive. So. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a different now, feel. Your mom was a special lady. Um, I know that, uh, you know, she, we had a wing of our maternity ward named after your mom. And, and she was in the same kind of work that you do. Can you take a little minute and tell us more about your mom and who she was? My mom? Yeah. Was- Hmm. My mom is probably one of the sweetest people you've ever met. She was tiny. She's four foot 11. Uh, so it makes my five foot two feel super tall, you know, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, she was a, she was a person that came to the States at a young age. She was an immigrant and had to work really hard to learn English and to be part of the workforce at a very, very young age go to a public school in New York City without speaking any English. So tough, but you wouldn't know it to, to see her, but she was tough on the inside. Uh, then she went to Columbia with my dad when I was five and my sister was eight and headed up an orphanage. And, you know, when I think back, she was probably only 30 years old. Wow. She was young and there she was, you know, heading up an orphanage with my dad and taking care of all these kids and everybody would get sick or the mumps or whatever. And she'd, she'd be there taking care of them, representing them in school, uh, showing up as their mom and our mom and making sure everybody felt special. Um, a homemaker, extraordinaire. She'd just make everything pretty. Um, our food was never bland. Our food was always delicious and beautifully presented. Um, 
I think all her grandchildren will always, always remember um, how she would put rice in a little cup and then make it mounded beautifully on the plate. And then the sauces and the uh, well-cooked food, always our favorites. Um, yeah, no, she taught us beauty. She taught us about color and how to sew and how to take care of gardens and how to love well. She was a remarkable mom. Really, really was. I miss her tremendously. Oh, she sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's so she did good to honor her on these on the, this holiday too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think of her and she makes me smile. She didn't have. She wasn't like a funny person, but she was fun, and she um, <laughs> she was just kind. Yeah, yeah, I miss yeah. her. Oh, yeah. My my mom, Nancy, um, you know, she's a mother to four girls. Uh, she grew up um, with not a, a terrible amount of money moving around quite a bit. She married my father young by today's standards. You know, she was like just turned 20 and she had me right away. And I think about all of the responsibilities she had at such a younger age. Like you were saying, your, your mom's heading a, an orphanage at the age of 30. And my mom being married with a child of 20 just seems kind of unfathomable by today's standards, you know. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a lot of money. My dad was the mailman. My mom uh, stayed home with us. Um, and she you know, uh, cooked a lot of meals at home. And even though we didn't have a lot of money on hand to, um, have all of the newest toys and things like that, she always takes special care and entertaining us. Like I remember just like having core memories of like her making potato stamps with us in the kitchen. We're doing those with my mom. Yes. I remember I had a Barbie and, you know, Barbies and like, I'm a child of the eighties. So they were like peak importance, um, (laughs) Barbies. And I remember I wanted this hot tub so bad, this giant pink hot tub and you push a button and it would make bubbles. And, uh, she was like, yeah, yeah, we're not getting that. But, um, you know, she was, she was cleaning out the fridge and she just took the vegetable drawer (laughs) and she threw all my Barbies in it with a bunch of soap. And and like, it was like, I just remember having the most fun that day and it didn't matter what we had because she always, you know, um, made it fun or, you know, she would show up. um, I would be on like the yearbook committee at school and we would be working into the night and she'd show up with like a big tray of lasagna for everybody or or making sure that uh, we never went hungry um, and that we always had what we needed no matter what time of the day it was. Um, And she always, she had to work too to make ends meet later on in life. You know, she would waitress or wait tables or uh, make pizzas or whatever she had to do to make sure that we were um, provided for. So, you know, she's she's very loving, very affectionate. And um, she gives really good hugs. And um, meet your mom. Oh, yeah. I want to meet your mom. She sounds similar to mine. Like all that you saying. I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be my mom. Oh, 
Yeah, she's she's a she's a she's a very sweet lady. We're so lucky to have her, and we got to spend Easter with her, and it was just really nice. Um, but uh, the UN here, I, I pulled this quote about mothers from the UN. I thought this was you know interesting that mothers pay mothers play a critical role in the family, which is a powerful force for social cohesion and integration. The mother-child relationship is vital for healthy development of children, and mothers are not only caregivers, they're also breadwinners for their families. Um, So I just, like, wanted to reiterate, you know, um, as we honor moms uh, coming up for Mother's Day, that there's such an, uh, you know, integrated part of our society um, that needs our support um, in order to create these healthy and stable communities. Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. I mean, that's why we do a lot of work with moms. There's so many out there that have been left widowed or single. And yeah, it's just, they're vital. Without them, nothing's going to move forward. Truly. That's so true, right? And that's around the world. It's everywhere. You know, moms are vital. Yeah, that's Maybe even just thinking about this more in our own communities here, you know, just the lack of support that day to day and the way we live now, how we're all kind of siloed and um, it's kind of hard to um, have that community of mothers um, without putting in a lot of work to build it yourself. You know, it's not like we, we work together alongside each other every day um we're all kind of like in our homes and uh with our own kids it it could be very lonely sometimes I think I think so I think especially new moms it can be very lonely like I was so fortunate and so grateful to have my mom and my mother-in-law 45 minutes away from me when I had my kids because I see a lot of young people the husband is working She's, you know, starting the new family at home and they're alone. And there's so much that a mom teaches you about even how to hold this new baby, you know, and I, and we do a lot alone as opposed to in community. And that's a shame that we've lost that for sure. Yeah. Is it uh, (laughs) much different in Africa where the dynamic with mothers um, in the community, are they, more supportive with each other um, in a, than they are here, you think? Well, I, dep- I think it depends on where in Africa we're talking about. But well, um, I mean, like in our program specifically from yeah. the examples that you see in like village living, is it more um, like mothers are working hand in hand together more often? I think so. Yeah, they're not pulled apart by all the things around them. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say so. Um, and I like even... When I took Aiden and he was five, five months old, I had Julia who was four years old and we were in places and people would just come by and say, let me hold that baby so that you can eat. Or why are you trying to do that with the baby? Come here. You know? And so, and there's a lot more of helping each other raise the kids. Um, I was very comfortable having a whole bunch of little kids in our cottage in Zimbabwe and just having them for the day. And they knew that I was Mama Tanya and that the rules were the rules and their moms were able to do their, 
their jobs or whatever. And then another time they would have my kids and they knew that that was Mama Lindsay, you know, or whoever, and that they were going to be in her charge. And it's very much a give and a take, I think, more so than I have felt here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I can't even, I can't even like let Theo go all the way down the street without following him and being like, you can't just, you know, go into somebody's house. You have to, you know, oh. like I need to talk to the mom and we need to make an arrangement right. and then, you know, uh, it could be a bad time, you know, <laughs> which is so different even of how I was raised in Connecticut because I spent more time outdoors knowing that all the neighborhood moms were watching out and all the kids were outdoors. That was, you know, a long time ago, but it's different than now, for sure. I think we're much more in our homes. Oh, and like yeah. you say, we have to make appointments. We have to make sure that it's okay. We have to, yeah, it's different than just walking into somebody and saying, hi, and somebody's feeding you peanut butter and jelly sandwich because she's feeding her kids too, you know? It's, oh, it has, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I grew up the same way, like the houses across the street. We had like four houses of families where, you know, any, at any point, mom, a mom would come out and just walk into the other house looking for their kids. Like, but we had a lot more stay at home moms in the exactly. you know, neighborhood at the time. And now you don't know, you obviously don't want your child to like go over and interrupt somebody's work day, you know, cause more exactly. moms are working or on zoom calls and you know, like they, exactly. they probably don't even want their own children there at that point, you know? So yeah, things have changed quite a bit. And with that, I think we've lost some of this because it, I think it's good for kids to be mothered by more than one mom, you know, like even oh, with yeah. uh, my friend circle, I asked a couple of my friends, I said, will you be another female in my children's lives? that they know that you speak the same truth that we do and that you uh, love them and that they will be able to go to you if they have a disagreement with me or with Eric and that they would be able to get another perspective, but one that we trust because you need that. I think kids need to know that they're surrounded by these moms who love them. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I definitely have some women here that I feel the same about. So maybe I, that's a good idea to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah. You I know? think it's important, Jen. And I remember sitting my kids down when they were little and saying, tell me who loves you. And they'd obviously say me and they say Eric, but they'd go through this list of women who have just poured into them and they'd be like, and I say, okay, you know, you're loved, right? Yep. Okay. But they're also surrounded. That means that they know that they can't fall too far before somebody's going to reach for them and help them, even in a tough time. So, no, I would definitely encourage that because we need each other. Yeah, definitely. I've done it a little bit with in a different sense. Like I've been seeking mentorship in other adults for my children to know that they, you know, <laughs> it's been mostly like school based or like. Charlie does School of Rock and um, the owner there has been a mentor to him. So things that like is. that. But I think even taking it a step further and, um, you know, uh, having those conversation conversations with other parents or uh, women in the community where you feel like uh, you align on a lot of things um, so that there's yeah. a safe place for your children when when maybe you're not 
the only person they can talk to. Exactly. Cause sometimes, you know, surprise, surprise, we're going to clash. <laughs> so we want to have somebody else. Like two weeks ago, I took this young girl from my kid's school out for a cooking class. And her mom was so gracious to say, yes, she would love that. Like this would be so good for her to go with you and do something that you guys share because we share a love for cooking. And we had a great time and I hope that we will keep doing it. But it's more than the cooking, right? It's more about this friendship between a woman and a child and that she feel that she has somebody else. If she's ever confused about something and doesn't want to talk to mom, mom, I better know that her friend has got her back. You want oh. to say messages. So, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Been, it's been I great to watch that. these women jump in and, you know, they'll call my kid and say, hey, can I, can you come out for dinner with me on, on you know, whatever day? It's just a couple hours. I know you're busy, but I just want to catch up with you. What's going on with your life? Like, the kids love it. Yeah. Yeah. And they see that person um, seeing them. And exactly. An, an adult. um you know, listening to them really makes them feel heard. And, um, you know, as a parent, sometimes it's really hard to give your full attention to your children at all times. And, you exactly. know, so, uh, I think that that's a wonderful idea. Cool. So the, there's ways that we can support mothers that are in AFCA's program. And there's a lot of ways that we do that today. So some of the ways that AFCA supports mothers in Africa who are infected or affected by AIDS is that we supply medicine and medical supplies um, so moms can access what they need for their children. Um, we do a lot of training for trades like sewing or hairdressing so they can live uh, with dignity and earn a fair wage, um, which helps to stop the cycle of AIDS, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, so we see when, when they have these tra training, um, when they're trained for these trades that, you know, prostitution and things that perpetuate disease kind of come to a halt. So that's super important. Um, and then we also provide goats and seeds and tools as well as training so mothers can provide for their families um, with healthy food. And um, we have community gardens where moms can get jobs growing food for the community and earn a living wage for their family. Um, and, you know, we also have programs that allow for moms to not only work, but work a set amount of days so that they still have time for their children. They still have time to take care of their health, which is important to um, keep these programs running. And then recently we, you know, last year we completed the construction of a maternity ward. And now that welcomes some 300 newborns into the world every month, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing in a safe, clean environment where these mothers are getting care for themselves and their, and their infants. And that, that wing was named after who? My mama. My mama. The Mercy Hospital. Yeah. Right. So it's like full circle. What an honor she, I'm sure, feels um, to have this wonderful project named after her. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
is there anything in those programs that you can think of, Tanya, that we could ask people to support? Um, besides, <laughs> what was that? All of them. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Like, is there, we, you could support all of them by donating to AFCA. Um, we are going to be putting out an appeal for Mother's Day um, where you can give on behalf of a mother or another woman in your community that's helped mother your child, right? Yeah. There's so many important people out there. You know, the librarian, the the doctor, the dentist, like there's all these women that actually touch children's lives and we take it for granted. The woman at the grocery store, dude, make a donation on her behalf. If she's nice and kind and she's teaching stuff to your children, all that is important. We'll send a card. We'll let her know. They're all mothering. They're all mothering our children, and it's important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We actually do have a local celebrity in our Walgreens. Her name is Noreen, and she's Uh from Ireland, and she, like, mothers me every time I go in there. (laughs) See? Isn't that lovely? I love that. Yes. She and she's so well known in our community that our school, when they did a talent show, they had an impersonator, like a, a child impersonating Nor Noreen from Walgreens. Oh, that's and, uh, hilarious. She'll tell me, I'll go to check out and she'll be like, Oh, don't you know that this is my Irish accent? She's like, Don't don't <laughs> Don't, don't you know uh, that the soups are two for one girl go back there and fetch yourself another soup and so <laughs> <laughs> she's like run be quick be quick and I'll be like running through the store with extra soup and then she's like oh, Walgreens? Good, uh, yeah I good girl that's a good girl <laughs> and I love her and she always like notices when we're not there and she always oh checks in and so she notices and she's a part she's a she's a big part of our community and she works at Walgreens but she's she knows everybody's you know um lives and pays attention and that's I love that so sweet I love that but okay I have to back up I'm loving Noreen but there's soup at Walgreens oh yeah is it it Walgreens a uh, pharmacy it's a drugstore, yeah, but you know they have like a grocery, a tiny like little grocery aisle, and in the Walgreens yeah. by me is twenty four seven. Shut up! That's awesome. Yeah, it's on our corner, so it's our twenty four seven shop. In case you know you need to go run out for bread or milk or a Z pack or you know, <laughs> we grew up going to Walgreens around here, and Walgreens. Walgreens, if you're listening to this podcast, you certainly, <laughs> certainly, certainly could sponsor this podcast or, you know, any of these wonderful mom-based programs we just spoke of for AFCA. I will be tagging you. <laughs> Go Walgreens. Yeah. Help around the world so that they can get their children to school. Yes. And also spend time with them. And shout no, out to and shout they, out to Noreen at um, Walgreens on Devon and Tailcott in Park Ridge. She's amazing and she's a great community builder. <laughs> if somebody is listening and they're from that community, please go to Noreen and tell her that she is on a podcast 
and that we all thank her for being such a mothering person. Yes. That would be so cool. I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if anybody's out there and you're interested in honoring a woman or anybody who's mothered your child <laughs> or mothered other people's children, um, please go to our website, uh, www.afca. Why am I? A-F-C-A-I-D-S. <laughs> com. I will put it in the show notes. Dot org. Dot org. Oh my gosh. I will edit that whole part out. Um, you're going to go to afcades.org and I will also link it in the show notes so you don't have to remember. It's very simple to do. If you make a donation, um, uh, for Mother's Day and you do it in the name of somebody else, we will send them an email uh, acknowledging that donation in their name. And it's very special and it makes someone feel really good. And it's something that's going to improve the lives of mothers um, that need this hand up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'll change lives. And it changes lives generationally because it's not just a mom who's getting that job. It's a child who's getting food and education. So right. it's, yes. a, it's a long giving gift. Yeah. If you want to change history or the trajectory of history, you start with moms um, because oh, we're the ones that having the babies and we're teaching them all of the things like full on, like revolutions, all of those things, like start with what we teach our children and, and how they were raised, you know? So that's, that's the, the root cause. That's the root of everything. <laughs> I'm just thinking we're pretty special, Jen. We moms. I know I'm getting power hungry over here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I hope you have this on their calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I'm like, man, I deserve a, I deserve something really good. To, look at all this power I have as a mom bringing life into the world. Exactly. Oh, I hope there's a lot of dads listening to this right now. Oh, they know. They know. <laughs> <laughs> Dan certainly knows. He wouldn't want to do it, but you know what? I wouldn't want to mother these kids without him. He is my good support. Um, He's absolutely wonderful. And uh, he makes uh, it possible for me to do a lot of the mothering that I do. Exactly. Yeah. No, having a good mate is, it is vital, but there's a lot of moms out there that don't have that. And we are here to help those that we can. Definitely. Well, thank you, my friend. This has been a wonderful episode. I hope that everybody um, celebrates motherhood. And um, again, I will link uh, how you can help AFCA continue their mission in supporting mothers in our programs in Africa. Thank you, Tanya. Have a wonderful day. And um, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care, friend. All right. bye. Bye. Well, that's this week's episode of That's a Terrible Idea. When do we start? We hope that you enjoyed listening to us as much as we enjoy hitting record. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods, and a review would absolutely make our day. Share this pod with your friends and family and spread hope with us. 
You can learn more about AFCA's work, donate, volunteer, or go on a transformative journey of your own at www.afcades.org. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode, and thanks for listening.